what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk about something that is profound, for real, something that is uber profound. I got this revelation today about holy shame. Holy shame, okay? This is not something that you would typically think is holy. (laughs) Typically, when you identify that you're experiencing feelings of shame, we want to get rid of them. We think that it's bad. We think that we shouldn't have it. We think that something has gone terribly wrong. And I am going to offer today perspective that might be deeply rewarding for you in terms of how you're able to show up in your world, even if you feel shame. Okay, so it is worth noting what shame is. It's easy to say that it's something that you don't want, but sometimes you can't even articulate what shame is as a feeling or where it's coming from or deeper still what it actually is there to present to you. How is shame actually there to serve you in a positive way? I don't know about you, but when I typically experience shame, I ain't thinking about how it's positive. (laughs) I'm thinking about how to annihilate it, but it's something that's very real. It's something that I'm experiencing. And if it's there as a teacher, what is it teaching me? Okay. So what is shame? Shame is an unpleasant self-conscious emotion typically associated with a negative evaluation of self, withdrawal motivations, and feelings of distress, exposure, mistrust, powerlessness, and worthlessness. Dang. Okay. So when you're experiencing shame, if that isn't totally resonating with you, you can find it by your actions and how you're showing up in the world. So behaviors that are often associated with shame are hiding. Okay. So hiding often accompanies behaviors that are themselves a trigger for further shame, such as addictions, compulsive behaviors, harsh self-criticism, and just self-denial, really, okay? So shame is often felt or caused by consciousness of guilt, a shortcoming, or being insignificant, feeling devalued in some way, okay? So it can really feel deeply uncomfortable because it's feeling humiliated, it's feeling like a disgrace, and it's feeling like you literally have become totally powerless and helpless, right? That there's something deeply wrong with you. That's the issue with shame. Shame makes it feel like you are unwanted, like you are unworthy, like you are not valuable of love. And then the crazy thing is, is that 
is what is behind a self-fulfilling prophecy of experiencing that over and over in your world when left to its own <laughs> free reign, right? Like if you let shame run wild in your life, it can lead to more shame in your life. And it typically develops when you look inward with a critical eye and evaluate yourself harshly, okay? Often for things that you have little to no control over. So I like to say, whenever you are doing personal development, never look at your life without God. <laughs> never look at your life without God because we tend to look at ourselves so critically. We have such a harsh and critical eye when we are evaluating what we're doing in the world, who we're being in the world, how things went. Like when left to our own perspective, we are in deep trouble, okay? It can lead to very toxic experiences as well. And symptoms of shame can be feeling sensitive, feeling unappreciated. It could be like you're feeling used. It could feel like you're being rejected. It can feel like you have little impact. It could be being overly conscious or extremely worried about what others think about you. It can be worried about how you're not being treated with respect. There can even be stages of shame too. It could just be modest, anxious, embarrassed, self-conscious, ashamed, and humiliated. Like you can stack shame in your life, okay? And when you do stack shame again, you start to feel anxious, you start to feel worthless, and sometimes it can go even deeper into depression, okay? Shame is often what is behind depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem. Okay, because people who are constantly ashamed live out a difficult emotional and mental battle each and every day. Okay, it's like you have this whole wall, a cement wall blocking you from ultimately who you want to be in the world and what you want to express in the world. It's like you have duct tape over your mouth and you can't speak, <laughs> right? You, you, you don't feel like your voice is valuable and you literally can't get words out right? It's like having a deep heaviness that you are living under every day, okay? And it really causes, again, people to hide, which leads to perceptions of brokenness or being bad in some way. Now, you might be wondering what then can create the, the opposite of all of this heaviness, right? And it's actually not what you might initially think. It's empathy. Empathy, which means that shame isn't good, bad, right, or wrong. Shame can be a teacher. Shame can actually be bringing some positive to your life, something positive for you to your life, okay? And empathy, meaning being able to feel it, being able to be curious about shame, being willing to feel it, being willing to look at it, being willing to evaluate it, being open to what it's teaching, that's empathy. It's holding space for yourself versus rejecting yourself, denying yourself, bullying yourself, criticizing yourself, or trying to cut off a part of yourself, right? So, when you feel something, it's not bad that you're feeling that. Nothing has gone wrong. What is it actually bringing to your attention, okay? So just to give you some context here too, shame, pride, embarrassment, all of those things can happen sometime between 15 and 24 months of age. 
okay? And I'm only bringing this to your attention because that means you could have had this pattern and programming of shame for years in your life. So it makes sense why you feel like you can't feel that or why it's bad or it makes sense why it still is showing up, <laughs> right? There, there's something that it's here to teach you. Shame can come too from trauma, right? Again, things that are outside of your control and not having the right perspective about those. And what's really happening is that you are blocking your expression in the world, okay? And, and to recover from shame, you can become aware, first and foremost, of your self-criticism and that inner critic and how you're talking to yourself, right? Like, where did that come from? You can have compassion with yourself, really starting to build empathy for yourself, honor yourself, respect yourself, hold space for yourself, care for your mental health, care for your emotional health, right? Heed your spiritual guidance and wisdom. You can practice meditating on the word of God day and night, right? Apart from God, we are nothing. And apart from God, we can do no good thing. So we actually need the help of the Holy Spirit to renew our mind and to transform not only ourselves and transforming yourself isn't necessarily becoming somebody new. It's just realizing (laughs) or coming into alignment with your truest and highest self and expressing more of that in the world. So a lot of times, like the Rumi Rumi quote, it's removing all of the barriers of love so that you can just be love in the world. Okay, so it's not becoming someone new and necessarily trying to reinvent yourself. It's just removing the blocks of you expressing who you are in the world. Okay, and you can Also recognize when you are feeling shame and what that's bringing to your attention and you can seek support as well, okay? And when you think of shame just in your body, it's a shutting down, a holding back, a closing down, right? A a just hunched over type feeling, right? Whereas anything that has to do with expression and being bold in the word world is expansive and taking up space and shining, not hiding, right? Okay, so that is shame. It's a big deal that you can start recognizing shame, allowing it to be there, being curious about what it has to offer you, okay? And making adjustments if that's what's being presented to you. Now, the word talks about shame in many ways when you're feeling shame, okay? One of the verses is Isaiah 50 verse seven says this, but the Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I've set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be put to shame. Isaiah 61, one of my faves says, instead of your former shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of your dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. First John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. So I could offer here that shame, again, isn't thinking that you are a horrible person or that something has gone wrong, right? But 
it could be offering an opportunity for repentance. I'm willing to feel the shame. I'm willing to receive what it has to teach me. I'm willing to release this so that I can align with righteousness, right? If I am righteous in Christ, then me living in shame (laughs) is me being out of order, right? It's not me aligning with the truth. So I want to practice walking out righteousness rather than practice walking in shame, right? Because, Because of what Jesus has done for me, I don't have to live in shame. Okay, but I can understand where that's coming from and why I've continued to and I can repent, I can renew my mind and I can walk out newness of life and newness of being every day. Okay, Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Amen to that. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. So I said to one of my clients, she absolutely loved this. I said, walk around like you have favor on your face. You've got favor on your face, right? (laughs) So it's just a reminder. Sometimes when we go about doing things, we're so serious or we have to be perfectionistic about it or we're so overly concerned about what other people think. But those who look to God are radiant, Okay, and their faces shall never be ashamed. God's vibes matter. All right. (laughs) And then Hebrews 12, too, there's so many, right? But it says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And lastly, Romans 10, verse 11, for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. So this is permission to not live in shame, but be open and willing to receive what it has to bring to you or what it has to reveal to you. Okay. So something that I realized and that I've experienced, particularly with entrepreneurs when working with them, when they are about to launch something new, when they are about to step into the world, it can be really scary. I was talking to a woman the other day who is launching a coaching business and it was terrifying for her, right? Like it was one thing for her to get to a place where she knew that she knew that she knew that that's what she wanted to do. And that's what she's here to do. And that's what she's been trained to do. That's how she wants to show up in the world. Okay. One thing. The other thing is now how she presents herself to the world, how she markets her business, how she sells what she has to offer, her unique offer, how she brands herself. These were all things that nobody prepared her for, that nobody taught her that she didn't know how to do and it's starting to feel really comfortable as far as how she's presenting herself at networking events and what she's saying and answering all the questions that come up when you're out there in the world, right? So what's interesting is that I share this perspective that when you are presenting yourself specifically in a service-based business, right? When you are the face, like you are the product, you are offering coaching. So people need to know, like, and trust you. That's very different than when you can hide behind a product. (laughs) Very different, right? Like there's a, a, a way that you could put a product in the world and never be seen, right? Like people only care and connect with the product. They don't actually connect with you. But when you are the service provider, when you are the person that people will be connected with, you have to be vulnerable. You have to Look at all aspects of yourself and what you thought you knew about yourself will be challenged literally on every corner, (laughs) 
at every turn, right? You thought you knew, but did you, right? And it's an invitation for you to be bold about who you are and what you have to offer and, and continue to learn the lessons as they present themselves, okay? So there's ways that we can grow and evolve and develop in the world. We can be deliberately evolving (laughs) or we can be reluctantly resisting, okay? We can be deliberately evolving or reluctantly resisting. And anything that we resist in life persists in your life. It's essentially an invitation for more of that, okay? Another way that I've said that is what you focus on grows more in your life. So if you're like, that person is so annoying, you're going to have more opportunities to see how annoying that person can really be for you, okay? (laughs) But if you can... Humble yourself before the Lord. He will lift you up. Amen. He will give you a new perspective about that person. He might have you praying for that person and he will help you see that person the way he does and watch how that changes that dynamic completely and what you start to focus on. Totally different experience, right? But it started with you. Okay, so you can deliberately change. And when we partner with God and when we walk out obedience to the Holy Spirit and how God is leaving, leading, (laughs) we are deliberately changing. When we lean on our own understanding, when we get caught up in fear, in self-doubt, even in shame or in emotions, right, and let our emotions run our lives, we get stuck and we start reluctantly resisting things in our life. We resist and we start playing small. We start hiding because we don't want to show up. It feels uncomfortable because what we're thinking, what we're feeling, right? What we think, what we feel affects the actions we take and the results we get in our life. And these can be triggered by different circumstances, right? And experiences that we have, but we often give our power away, okay? And if you can develop empathy in your life, you can recognize that maybe shame means something different than how I've labeled it. Maybe it's not actually bad. And a great practice is to let feelings just like anything else let feelings be a teacher what does the feeling want to tell you literally you can ask this feeling shame what do you want to say to me right now okay I know it sounds weird (laughs) but when you are in a transformational space and you want real life change in your life you're open to doing some weird things sometimes okay And if you want a different result, you've got to change your approach, okay? The same action is insanity. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting the same result. So try on asking the feeling what it wants to tell you, okay? So for example, with this woman with coaching, feeling shame, right? The feeling is shame, it's unworthiness, it's insecurity, it's insufficiency, it's inadequacy, it's imposter syndrome. It feels all of that, right? It feels like all of that, right? And then the thoughts connected to it are, I'm not good enough. What I have to offer isn't significant. It's not good enough. People don't want this. People think that this is silly, okay? Then the action is hiding, playing small, overthinking, taking messy, inconsistent action, Right. And the results are for her, no clients, no impact, (laughs) no progress, no change. Right. All because she's feeling shame and trying to resist shame versus if you feel shame and you ask it what it has to teach you, then you might be able to experience less of it and still move boldly forward in your life. Okay, so for her, 
the feeling was trying to actually show her something positive because she's willing to feel shame because she's willing to feel these feelings that come up sometimes when she's putting herself out in the world of inadequacy of insufficiency of not being enough of being unworthy if she's willing to feel that and hold space for that she might be able to see too wow like feeling shame is actually serving me in a positive way it's teaching me that i can be humble and not entitled. It's teaching me how to hold space for myself so I can hold space for other people and take them into deeper levels of healing and growth and evolution. It's teaching me to care, to care deeply for myself so that I can care deeply for other people. So what if shame is actually positive, not something that I need to annihilate in my life, right? That was a huge aha, okay? So instead of shame, right? Is the wrong thought possibly, right? What if shame is a teacher? What is the positive thing that it has to bring to the table? If shame were here to serve me, what is it telling me? Okay. And can I feel this and still show up powerfully? Am I willing to feel this and still show up powerfully? You see the difference? That's why you can be like, holy shame, holy shame, okay? Shame ain't bad, it's actually teaching me something, all right? Now, a really powerful visual that I want to give you is picture an egg, okay? I know this is weird, just track with me for a second. Picture an egg, all right? If you break it from the outside, you completely destroy it, right? You completely ruin this egg. Okay. Literally you would kill whatever's on the inside, but if you break it with like an inside force, right? Life begins. Right. Okay. So picture the egg. If the egg is broken by an outside force, it will die. Right. So when we let life infect us, when we let life crush us, when we let whatever's happening in the external world overwhelm us, we literally can die. We can be crushed, right? But if an egg is broken by an inside force, okay, by the power of who you are, by the creative life that God has put inside of you, life begins. The message here is that great things always begin from the inside. And anything that is happening inside of you is beautiful, and is worth looking at. It's worth feeling. It's worth thinking about, reflecting about, feeling, healing, <laughs> all of the things. Beautiful life happens from the inside before it happens on the outside. Okay. And think about this further. Changing an organization, changing a company, changing a community, or even the world begins with the simple step of changing yourself. Again, not changing yourself to be better right? To do more, to have more, not necessarily that, but changing in the sense of removing the barriers that are preventing you from being you in the world, who God uniquely formed, shaped, and anointed you to be in the world. That is the work. And it starts on the inside because the stronger you get on the inside, the more your mind is renewed to the mind of Christ, the more you have a capacity to empathize with yourself, hold space with yourself, feel your emotions, right? And grow in emotional resilience, intelligence, stability, right? God can bring stability to your emotions. You can feel things without running from them or repressing them, right? The more you can 
keep your heart open and allow God to work in your heart so you can have a pure heart, right? Those who have a pure heart shall know God. They shall see God, experience God, right? So it's really important to do your heart work. The more you do this inner work, the more life, the more creativity, the more flow of love you can have in your life. God's vibes matter, right? So I hope this message is enlightening you in some way. Holy shame. (laughs) Not annihilate, kill, steal, destroy the shame, right? But feel the shame and move forward anyway. Invite it to teach you what it has to teach you so you don't have to keep living under its influence, okay? It's not bad that you have it, but recognize what it's there to teach you so you can learn the lesson, you can heal, you can renew, you can grow, you can evolve. That doesn't always mean cutting off parts of yourselves, right? That's like saying I'm never going to be triggered ever again in my life. Not true, right? But wisdom says if I learn coping skills, right? If I build resilience, if I develop my character, then I'm not going to react when I get triggered. I'm going to recognize what's happening and I can respond in a way that is healthy and that actually serves me and those that I'm connected to powerful stuff, powerful stuff. All right. So if you want to do listen, if you want to do a deep dive into any of your inner work, I am your girl. (laughs) I'm a master certified life coach. That means that I am trained to go into any area of your life and bring congruence. Okay. Which is something that is so beautiful. to experience. I love getting people activated into all that God has for them, unlocking what I have called spirit-driven success in your life so that you can actually be an example of what's possible. Be an example of what's possible in relationships. Be an example of what's possible in what you do with God ideas that are given to you and building kingdom wealth, right? And multiplying wealth for other people. Be an example of what's possible in healing from trauma and breaking generational cycles, right? And creating generational cycles of blessing. Be an example of what's possible. That's not something that we can do by ourselves, right? But I'm super passionate about doing that. So if you want to learn about coaching and how to access all of those things, make sure that you visit julianapage.com. I'm booking for quarter two here. So if you want to get on the calendar, you can book a discovery call with me to help us learn more about your goals and how I could possibly serve you. And then the other thing that you might not know about, which is super cool, is that I have created the God's Vibes Mastermind. It's a beautiful (laughs) vehicle to help you really grow in your spiritual leadership so that you can truly influence the world in your sphere of influence. So if you want to develop your spiritual leadership, if you want to grow in self-mastery, in spiritual growth, in success strategies, backed by biblical teaching and principles, the God's Vibes Mastermind is a vehicle for you to do that. It is lots of content, but you can access it in a self-paced way. You'll have lifetime access to it on demand. There's weekly live coaching, there's weekly prayer calls, and lots of encouragement from me as well. So if one-on-one coaching isn't something that you want to invest in and you do want that ongoing learning and support, that is another great tool and resource for you as well. So go check out julianapage.com and until next time, stay blessed.